0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime.
1: Think you can swim with the sharks? Talk with Mr. Great White himself, Roy Green. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network.
0: Now, my my next guest was with us last Sunday, and before I introduce you to her, one of the questions that I asked the Federal Minister of Health had to do with my next guest. Listen. Minister, I won't ask you to comment on this. May I read you just a few lines from, from an email I received? I know you're short on time. I won't take very much time. This is from a patient. I've been a chronic pain patient since 2008. I'm 38 years old now. I lost my career, my partner, and my family because of the severe pain and stigma of requiring opioids. It happened during surgery to fix an injury that was caused while I was working. Like most pain patients, I tried everything else to get better before resorting to opioids. However, CRPS... Um, chronic regional pain syndrome, also known as RSD or reflex sympathetic dystrophy, is notoriously hard to treat if you're lucky enough to have a doctor who knows what it is. I've tried physical therapy, psychological therapy, antidepressants, anticonvulsants, blood pressure medications, trigger point injections, nerve blocks, lidocaine infusions, ketamine infusions. I've attended three different living with chronic pain classes put on through various hospitals. After all that, I did a trial of opioid medications. I obtained some relief getting my pain levels under control and allowing me to live life. After two years of consistent doses and a spreading of my disease, I required a stronger dose. The doctor I had at that time decided I would do better without opioids at all. Within six months, I was bedridden and suicidal. I knew I was due to see yet another pain specialist, so I decided I would wait to see him, then make the decision whether or not I would kill myself. I won't ask you to comment comment on that. Well, Well, first of all,
1: obviously, I would have tremendous sympathy for this patient, and I hope that this person um, has been able to get the care that they need. And again, I would say it's not my role to uh, weigh in on on an opinion on on a particular clinical case, but I hope that every person who was in a similar situation would find a a, a well-informed care provider who would make sure that they got the care.
0: So, Morgan, that was about you. That was your email that you sent to me. And uh, did you have a sense that uh, the minister was dealing with you fairly, that she she had your best interests uh, at heart?
1: No, definitely not. I, I mean, I, it's hard to say, oh, I hope this person gets the, the care that they need and then make laws and regulations and guidelines. Because I know they're not official uh, laws, they're just guidelines about restricting the medication that i need to you know live a life
0: <laughs> yeah so what is what's your life been like
1: the last week um well i the last two days i've been doing fantastic with this heat um i i love the heat but before that i was uh in bed all week with a migraine so um <laughs> it's sort of up and down all the time
0: yeah remind us please of what it is that uh, you mentioned the condition that some doctors can't even Identify—they don't know what it is. But what it is? What is it that you're living with, and what level of chronic pain does this condition deliver to you?
1: Yeah, it's called CRPS, uh, which is Chronic Regional Pain Syndrome. If you talk to American doctors, they usually know it as RSD, Reflex Sympathetic Dystrophy, um, and it is basically the most painful chronic pain condition that we know of. Uh, it's neuropathic pain, so nerve pain. Um, so it feels like your body is being dipped in napalm and rubbed in salts. Um, so it's it's a terrible pain, and it usually uh, starts in one limb and then spreads throughout the whole body.
0: Oh my um, God! So it's your whole body. I,
1: I'm lucky. I still have one arm that isn't affected.
0: <laughs> I, I, you know, when people, if people think of the worst pain they've ever had, if they if they're living a, a normal life and they haven't. Uh, encountered chronic pain, certainly not to the level that you're living with, uh, without the uh, with, without the, the opioids. And uh, you use fentanyl patches, right, if I recall correctly? Okay. Yeah. If they have no concept, people cannot possibly understand what it is that you're experiencing. But what they should understand is this can happen to you at any time in life.
1: Absolutely. I, I was really young when this hit me. I'm 38 now, and it's been almost 10 years. Uh, And, you know, at that time, these conditions aren't technically fatal. Um, They often end up being fatal because people will take their own life or if the the pain goes untreated for long enough, it puts a lot of stress on the heart and other body systems. But, uh, so, you know, you get this. I I started at, you know, 27 years old Mm -hmm. uh, with an injury. And then I think by 29, I had CRPS. Um, And so I've got... You know, if you live to 70, that's for a long time. That's almost 40 years in pain. So it's uh, <laughs> it's sort of daunting, uh, and especially if you can't have access to medication to make your life bearable, because I can't even get out of bed without medication.
0: How difficult is it for you now to get the medication you need?
1: Um, I'm doing okay, but that may change next month. Um, my doctor gives me a prescription three months at a time, so I'm, I'm back to see her next month, and... Uh, I don't know how these guidelines are going to affect our relationship, um, but it's really hit or miss, and it's very, very dependent on the doctor. Uh, Like I said in my email, I had a doctor that just decided, no, opioids are not the way to go at all, and and took me off, and there was no arguing, you know, that was just the way it was going to be, so I had to find a new doctor uh, that was willing to at least entertain the idea of prescribing opioids and that's what the the pain specialist suggested
0: if you had an opportunity to speak to the federal minister of health
1: mm-hmm.
0: what would you say to her
1: i would want to know why she wants me to suffer and people like me because that's that's what she's doing um i don't know if she's really thought through the consequences of her actions but this is what's going to happen. People like myself are going to suffer. And a lot of us are going to probably die if we can't get our medication. Um, you know, I, I hate to think about suicide. I don't want to talk about it necessarily. But I, it's one of two choices that I'll have without medication. I don't have a life otherwise. So it's either turn to street drugs, which is a terrible choice and not something I ever want to do, or end it, which is... An even worse choice yeah and
0: and if you choose either one they'll be able to say well you see she um, she was an addict and that's how it turns out for addicts that's 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 pretty much what they say
1: yeah because there's no compassion my life at risk as well
0: yeah I didn't hear one I didn't hear one sentence of real compassion in that entire interview all I heard was this is our mantra And what I heard as well was warnings to doctors. That's what I I picked up. And if I'd had another 10 minutes to talk to the minister, I would have brought that up. Because it just sounded to me like there were warnings being issued in that interview to doctors. There was a lot of if, maybe, if, Mm -hmm. maybe. And that if I were a doctor and I were listening to that, I would say, well, there's my message.
1: (laughs) I'm glad I'm not the only one who thought that. Yeah, I think I heard that as well.
0: So this this doctor you're seeing mm-hmm. next month, is this the doctor you see regularly or is it a, a, a new physician?
1: Uh, no, this is my, my GP. So okay. I see her usually every three months because, you know, she lives about uh, and her practice is about two hours away. Uh, I have to travel in order to see her mm-hmm. because I wasn't able to find anybody close to me that was willing to take on somebody that needed opioid medications. Um, so we've, we've sort of worked things out where to be less onerous on me, I only have to go in every three months, but it's very regular. And, you know, I, uh, I, I know when you were talking to the, the writer there, she mentioned having to subject herself to, uh, drug screens. I have to do the same thing. Do you own really? Yeah. I, I never know. I don't. I like to drink a bottle of water before I go into the office because you never know when they're going to ask you to. Isn't that, um, I mean, isn't
0: that miserable? Isn't that miserable? They treat patients. You're, you're a health care patient. You have a very serious condition, probably a, ser- a condition far more serious than most, many or most of the conditions that a family doctor would see on a regular basis, on a daily basis. You're not going in there with the sniffles and you're not going in with a bit of a temperature or the flu. You're going in with a situation which for you could become actually life and death. Yeah, and 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 you're the one who has to satisfy them by being ready to pee anytime they tell you to, be yeah. ready to submit to a drug test anytime they tell you to, follow all their orders and edicts as though you are a criminal in waiting or a drug abuser in waiting. You're not a patient mm-hmm. anymore. You're not a patient to them. Yeah,
1: no, it it, it really you know wears away at your self esteem and your self worth to think that this is this is at least the perception that people have of you. Yeah,
0: do you notice that? Uh, not once. Has any minister or any premier or any um, member of a medical college called in to dispute a single thing we're saying on this program?
1: Yeah. Well, Not I, once. I think it's kind of hard to dispute. You know, we're, we're talking about people's lived experience. Right. You can't tell me that I haven't lived through what I've lived through.
0: Yeah. So I keep saying we're right at the other end of 800-263-2428. And I'd be more than happy to have the minister or provincial minister uh, speak with you, and uh, speak with Catherine, who's going to be talking to us in a couple of minutes' time, uh, and speak with uh, Don Ray and, and other patients we've had on the air. Make your case to the patients. Don't make it to your make, make don't make the case to, to the choir. Make the case to the people that you're actually putting through hell.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So we'll stay in touch, Morgan. Is there one thing? Is there something you wanted to say? Something you thought about during the week that you'd really like to say?
1: No, I just like I said, I really would like to know why uh, you know these politicians first off are are wanting myself and people like me to suffer through this, and also why we haven't been consulted on any of this. Like, I don't think there was any representation of pain patients when they were doing these guidelines.
0: No, there weren't any. Um, Well, there were. There were. I think there were sixteen pain patients who were consulted or or had a chance to read it, but not a one of them had a voting uh, option.
1: Exactly. So, I mean, we're the people who are going to be affected, and I know this is the way government works. They they have an outcome in mind, and they will stack it uh, accordingly. But um, you know, we're the ones who are affected.
0: So what now there's in it? now they better get ready for pushback. <laughs> Thank you, Morgan.
1: Thank you very much, Roy. We really appreciate what you do. Well, we'll
0: stay in touch, and we'll be, have you back on the air. And we'll we've talked about a couple of things that we're thinking of doing, so uh, we'll follow up on that with you too.
1: Excellent. Thank All you much. All the best.
0: So Bye-bye. Bye-bye. When we come back, you heard Catherine last week. She's a 42-year-old businesswoman, very successful in what she's doing, but her life has become virtually unmanageable. do away.
1: For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does.